and welcome in to the Rob and Kale Show. I'm Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining us this evening. Got a jam-packed show for you as we react to the weekend. Got some uh, lots of things we're going to share with you, but I got to welcome in my podcast co-host. He is in the upstate of South Carolina. He is Mr. Carolina Jackpot, Kale Hall. Kale, what's up, buddy? Not much. How you doing tonight? Good, my friend. There's uh, already folks over there in the chat talking about uh, poor Rob is going to get toasted tonight. I don't know why people think I'm going to get toasted, but hey, I don't know. I mean, that, that's some are you stuff. are you a meatball sub? <laughs> yeah, am I a meatball sub? Yeah, why not? No. Um, hey, you know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, we can. We I definitely want to talk about the Clemson game. I've got some notes here for you, but um, there's other things I want to get into as well. Uh, apparently. Ryan Day is a giant bitch. He let an 86-year-old, 90-pound man get under his skin. We, we can talk about that. Um, yeah, can we agree that that's, that is childish? Yeah. I, I mean, you know, Lou Holtz isn't coaching anymore, but let's let Lou Holtz just say something. And, you know, he can barely speak anyway, but he's 86, and he questioned the toughness of Ohio State. And – what happened, you know, and it's like, all right, then, then you win a game. Congratulations, sir. And then, then you want to, you want to go out and try to fight Lou Holtz. Well, here's the thing. I don't know where, where exactly did was that Lou said this at, was it on TV? Yeah. Hold on. I got, I got the notes here. Uh, I'll tell you, let's see here. Uh, he said something on a TV show. He said the uh, – uh, let's see here. He said the Buckeyes line about the Buckeyes losing to more physical teams has become a common critique of the program. So basically his feelings were hurt because Holt said when they play a physical team – there you go. Thanks to the comrade and B. Swan. It was on the Pat McAfee show, but he basically said when – they play against a physical team. Ohio State generally fold. Well, they do. I mean, he he was speaking facts, uh, but you know, Lou Holtz. Really, I don't even know Lou Holtz even knows where he is, and just, just dumb. Some of these coaches nowadays. I mean, they really. I don't know. They don't have good composure about stuff like that, and they don't. Um, they don't have real good emotional – what is it? Emotional maturity, emotional awareness. I mean, we got some that spout off about hot dogs. We got somebody spouting off about Lou Holtz. We got I – and mean, they just – I mean, it's just keep it – they need to keep it a little bit more professional sometimes, I think. Mm. <laughs> uh, I don't know what happened to Jackpot there, but uh, he'll – Okay, there you go. Looks like you went – you went blank there for a second, but um, anyway, we'll get into that in a moment. Big Barney Ross says he'd fight William Shatner right now, and William Shatner would probably kick your ass, Big Barney Ross. Just saying. <laughs> oh, that, oh, the guy from yeah. Star Trek. Yeah, B Bean says everyone lied. Rob did show up for the show. Jackpot, can you help me with something? There is a segment of folks that think that if Clemson loses a game, that I'm, I'm just not going to show up for a show. Can you please enlighten these people? I show up regardless. Rob always shows up for the show. 
Yeah. Pretty crazy. All right. Anyway. Um, oh, I want to put something out there really quick. Um, here's this is something that uh, I want to I just want to clear the air for a second. Uh, I with the Callaway's Pick'em Challenge. OK, we are not trying to cheat you. <laughs> you know, it's it's not the end of the world. We do the absolute best that we can. Um, if, if I mess something up, we fix it as quickly as possible. We're not trying to cheat you. Okay. Let's make sure we put that out there. Now, on the other hand, we can tell you, um, on something like this, when, if you submit your picks after noon, I've been, uh, pretty straightened with it where I'm like, all right, well, then you don't get credit for the noon games. I'll give you credit for the evening games, whatever. But it's at a point now where it's it's becoming tough to sit here and be like, okay, this guy picked this, this guy picked that. And then after a while, I've spent an hour and a half just making sure that everyone's picks are correct, the ones that they pick afternoon. So stop submitting your picks afternoon. From here on out, I am go- not yeah. counting any any selections that are in after twelve o'clock. Okay. And it's nothing against you. You forget your picks. I'm sorry you had a bad day, whatever. It's just it's way too much to keep up with to go and see who had their stuff in and, you know, who waited until 1.30. And then you could see whatever. I don't want to do that anymore. It's not fair to everybody else that submits their stuff on time. If you submit your picks afternoon, they will not count. All right? Everybody understand that. I want to make sure that we're clear because it's just it's not fair. Can we agree on that, Kale? Yeah, I, I can't believe that you're uh, that you're approving any of them to begin with. Yeah, I mean, just it. I mean, you have all them week. I mean, he puts it puts it out on Wednesday morning. You have all all day Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and half the day Saturday. It just Baylor man with his uh, pedo bear says if Comrade scored the picks, no mistakes would be made. Fuck you, Baylor man. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. So let's thank our sponsors really quick here. Callaway's Bar and Grill. Callaway'sBarAndGrill.com. Go by and check them out. They sponsor the Callaway's Pick'em Challenge. If you're in Columbia, that's the place to go. You can go to a local spot that's actually owned by people that are there, not some corporate-ass place. Go to a local spot in, uh, in Columbia. Callaway's Bar and Grill. Highway one diagonal from the Walmart, Callaway's Bar and Grill.com. All right. So we also have the basement bookie. I put the link in the bio and I told you guys you should subscribe to the basement bookie. He is five and oh. He, she, I don't know. I mean, I got an email from, I don't know who the basement bookie is, just being honest with you, but five and oh. The basement bookie told you that you should take TCU. Minus six and a half, and he guaranteed they'd win by at least two touchdowns. They won by 17. It's free money going to the basement bookie. It costs $5 a month. You get two months free just by going to the link that's in the bio. The basement bookie uh, link is right there. You get two weeks just for watching our show. Go by and uh, check him out. Subscribe. And I've seen some of y'all's picks. Y'all could use some help. You really, really could. <laughs> well, use the basement bookie. He can help you out. All right. There you go with that. 
Also, we have Dennis Wilson, DNC Trucking and Transport. Um, he does fireside chats with Uncle Jackpot. Jackpot, read away. Let's uh, see what we got here. Uh, sucks to be a Gamecock. How much of a suck-ass are we? We bask in the glow of a Clemson loss more than a Gamecock win. Clemson is our standard, and we are just not the same. It sucks to be a Gamecock. Go Tigers. That message courtesy of Dennis Wilson, DNC Trucking and Transport. You know how you, you know how you keep that from happening? You win your games. Right. You win, uh, you win your games. Rob picked Clemson to beat FSU, and then he's laughing. Uncle Lou, we, if we went through all the picks you missed, sir, I'm not. And once again, to quote Uncle Lou, I'm not going to apologize for picks that I make about football. So to quote the Uncle Lou in the in this show, there you go. All right, Jackpot, you want to talk about the Clemson game or the South Carolina game first? Ah, uh, you go ahead and pick. Uh, I can do – let's see here. What I mean, let's get the South Carolina game out of the way first. South Carolina went out and did what they were supposed to do. Would you agree? Yeah, they did what they were supposed to do. Uh, the game was – the game, the score of the game – uh, the flow of the game, it was too close um, relative to the product that was on the field. I never thought the game was in doubt. I thought South Carolina was going to win the entire time. I wasn't ever nervous, but it was one of those type games. But, damn, man, could you just put the hammer down and win by 14 or 17 points and, and, and not fuck around when you have a chance to? You don't have that many chances uh, as a Gamecock to uh, win a game in, in convincing fashion, especially a conference game, and you just can't do it. Um, let's see. You know, I, I, I was uh, – I know I know why uh, we gave up so many uh, passing yards to Will Rogers. I didn't want to get embarrassed on the ground, and they would have. And it was absolutely the right calls to make, I think, defensively. But I, mean, I think they sold out to stop the running game so much. Um, you know, they, they allow a little bit too much through the air. So the thing that I took away from this was um, <sighs> we talked about South Carolina and the Georgia game, and even Beamer said it, you know, nobody runs on Georgia, and that is true. But at least they took the opportunity in this game to try to establish a running game against Mississippi State, a Mississippi State defense that's ranked near the bottom of the conference as far as rush defense goes. Um they went away from to carry on Joiner there a little bit and said, Hey, let's give uh, the young man from Newberry some carries. 22 care, what was no 26 carries, 84 yards, something like that. But he kept that Mississippi State offense off the field, especially when they were playing catch for you know, big, big plays. And Anderson, in my opinion, was a lot of there was a lot of talk about Spencer Rattler, but Anderson was the guy that helped control the game last night. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because keep that offense off the field because at some at points they were cooking. They were cooking. The mud dogs. I don't know if you watched my uh, live stream or not, but uh, the Mississippi State team, the, ugh, ugh, those uniforms they had on, ugh, just the whole just appearance of the whole thing and program, what they put on, it just looked cheap. They were, they were wearing mud dog uniforms. It looked like they were going to the Bourbon Bowl. Yeah. All right. Well, 
obviously, we'll look ahead a little bit to the Gamecocks in Tennessee coming up uh, this weekend. This is the game where, remember, the Tennessee folks claim, oh, Heifel wants to hang 100. Yeah, you look. And I've asked, I've had Tennessee fans, oh, we're going to win by 50, yet no Tennessee fan has hit me up and said, um, with, with the bet that I put out there, I'll take South Carolina in 50 points. Do you want to you want to run those uh, run those mouths? I'll take South Carolina in fifty points. I'm not saying the Gamecocks will win, but fifty points. You want to run your mouths right there for you. Come on down, let's go. And of course, none of them want to do it. But we'll have time to break down that game here shortly, Jackpot. Yep. Uh, so I want to talk about the Clemson game for a moment. Uh, first of all, a couple of notes. D and over in the comment section says Rob doesn't know how to pick games. In our contest, I was nine and two last week. I won seven the week before. I'd encourage you to get in the contest because I'll mop the floor with you because I can see the way that you type, and it tells me you probably couldn't submit the Google form. Moving along, uh, Bow Hunting says I'm dodging with the clumps and stuff. No, man, I've got notes. I wrote notes. You were nine and two. What, what what were the two games you got wrong? I got I missed Clemson and uh, the LSU Arkansas game. Hmm. So yeah. anyway, um, here's some of the notes that I had. The I could sit here and, and give you sunshine numbers and say you know the Clemson defense held Florida State to 22 yards on the ground on 20 carries, so that's about a yard a carry. <laughs> But I can also tell you that Florida State said, screw it, we're going to pick on that secondary, which is what they did. And they were able to move the ball down the field. Dabo Sweeney said this at the end of the game, talking about the last call. Um, Here's what he said. At the end there, when Clemson had the ball in overtime, one yard, they need one yard. Apparently, they put a run-pass option play in there, and that's what they ran instead of, hey, let's just line up and just get the one yard. He says, at the end there, the third and one, just situationally, that's a job we got to do better as coaches there and help our quarterback. The ball's got to get handed off. That's just built into what we do. we got to make sure that we lock that, and that's not an option. So that's on us. We expect him to hand the ball off right there, but that's where we can do better as coaches. So with that, he's basically saying uh, Klubnik wasn't ready for that play. And he blamed it on the talking about the one where he got totally obliterated. No, but I, I have something on that. I'm talking about the four, the play in overtime where it's you know fourth down and one, and they try to throw the screen pass to or whatever it was to uh, Randall, and Randall catches the ball and then goes backwards, and that ended the game. That's the play he's talking about there. Oh yeah, that was the one where I lost it. Go yeah. ahead. And then the other thing was. I wanted to talk a minute about that play where uh, Klubnik got hit. They pick up the ball, run it back to the touchdown. He never saw that play coming. He even said so in, in, in the end there at the, in the postgame press conference. There are a lot of people that want Maffa to get more carries, but Maffa missed the block. And apparently in practice, he hasn't picked up on pass, uh, pass blocking, which is why he's – Apparently not. Yeah. And that proves it, okay? But there are some other numbers too. I thought that I thought he was dead. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, my God! I mean, did you see that shot? It was that was brutal, man. 
it was absolutely brutal. I'm surprised that, that fumbling the ball was the, was the least of his problems. Yeah, he well, was able to walk after that. He, he got up and took out, took off after them. Uh, comrade is correct. Translation: We have a dumb running back. Yeah, when it comes to pass, he took off after him. Well, he's a, he's a tough heart. That Cade Club, God damn it, jackpot asshole. <laughs> All right, anyway, full heart and moxie. Jesus, he's gritty. He's gritty, jackpot. He is. He is gritty. Um. So here's another set of numbers. I uh, when I was making the YouTube thumb tonight, I had clips of if you look at it it's Clemson fans that want Dabo Sweeney fired now the logical fan is going to say all right that's not the way that we should go what I'm telling you as someone that is close to the fan base is that I can see where there is a groundswell of people that are like you know what to quote who was it to quote Bruce Pritchard sometimes you got to go and learn a new hole and I'm wondering if we're getting yeah, fresh paint of coat. And I'm wondering if there's a section of the fan base that's looking at Dabo Sweeney like, you know what, you're Hulk Hogan, and you were great. You were great for a while. Won a lot, did a lot of things, brought, you know, took carried the company. But in the end, people got tired of say your prayers and take your vitamins and everything else. And Hulk Hogan had to change. He had to go somewhere else to change. I'm not saying Sweeney should go somewhere else to change. I'm just saying the way that he's doing things right now, I don't know if it's going to work anymore. One note yeah, that right I've now, Clemson, Clemson is the early 1996 red and yellow Hulk Hogan that was getting booze uh, just before they made the decision to form the NWO and turn him heel. Right. Um, um, it, I, uh, uh, I thought here, and then it just went away from me. Sorry. I got two more stats here. First of all, if Clemson decides to get rid of Dabo Sweeney, it's going to be a $64 million buyout for this season. So they're going to pay him $64 million to not coach. I don't think that's going to happen. It does drop, you know, percentages as he goes, but the guy is there and his contract is through 2031. Now there's one other note. Clemson is one in four against the last five Power 5 opponents they've faced, with the only win being over a North Carolina team that had one of the worst defenses in the history of the ACC. So to say things are needing to change a little bit, I think so. Really do. Not saying go away, but some changes need to be made at, at some point. they got to figure something out because you can't go one and four against your Power 5 opponents. It's not going to work. Yeah, Clemson's not Clemson's not what they once were. Right now, they're um, as Dean Leggy from the Dog Post uh, described it today. They're right now the Clemson program is the is the the nineteen seventy nine version of Muhammad Ali. Um, <laughs> it's 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 the nineteen seventy seven version of Elvis, the one with liquid fat back running through his veins. Um, just not what they used to be. Uh, Clemson, t- Carolina Titan with a good comment here. Uh, he says, Clemson is back to being average. No Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, DeAndre Hopkins, Sammy Watkins, or other great pass players are on this team. Uh, as far as the skill positions go, you can definitely uh, make an argument other than Will Shipley. I mean, there isn't a whole bunch of I, – I don't see where – 
you've got game-changing players at the skill positions. Yeah, but they continue to have really good recruiting classes. So I don't – that's something that add, something's not adding up. Texas A&M has great recruiting classes. Miami has great recruiting classes, and they haven't really done much with them. So let's do that too. Anyway, if you want to uh, get involved with the program, you can have at it. Um, let's see here. What is uh, – Comrade says, fire Dabo and hire Jeff Scott. He loves the Scott family. No, he doesn't. Uh, Mike says, fun fact, Syracuse is number one offense and number two defense in the ACC. Respectfully, Syracuse, their biggest win was over Army. So I don't know if that's a, a I thought good. it was over. It was actually over. They had a road win over Purdue. Um, you think Purdue's better than Army? Uh, on the road? Uh, it's, it's, you don't just stroll into Ross Day Stadium in West Lafayette, Indiana, and just take a win like it's taking candy from a toddler. So, yeah, it's a pretty big win. All right. Well, there you go. Um, if you want to uh, join the show, the link is in the bio. Make sure that you got that there. And it's actually in the chat room now as well. Um, look, and for the Clemson fans that are, I, I know, uh, who is it that uses the term when it, with, with Georgia, they call them dogs, the, you know, they're going to be just fine regardless. You know, for the Clemson fans that think that way, let's slow down a little bit because there's things that need work. All right, let's go out to the, to the phone, Jack. Ray, what's up? What's up, guys? This is a Florida State fan that called last week. I told you I'd call back. Yeah. Congratulations oh. on your win yesterday. Hey, well, we didn't play particularly well. We had sporadic spots where we played well, but we're absolutely beat up. Jordan Travis is his whole body is just mangled. He's got a uh, had a separated shoulder, his non-throwing shoulder the week before. He got his hand hurt. He's having some issues with his leg. It, that's one of the reasons we didn't run the ball any better. It's because they didn't want him to run. And when he is absolutely at his best and you got to, you know, account for him, well, that opens up holes for other people to run the ball, although we're not as good as we really need to be running the ball. I, I would agree with that, you know. But we're a banged-up football team. And the, the week, the bye week coming up is absolutely much needed. There's already talk of uh, starting the backup quarterback against Virginia Tech already. So I don't know if that's going to happen, but that's kind of what's on the on the back burner. It may or may not happen. You don't want to lose the game, but I think we can beat Virginia Tech with our backup. Would you agree? So you're you're uh, y'all are are probably going to start this year's version of Sean McGuire against the Hokies. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't see a problem with that. I mean, you should be able to win that game comfortably. They're terrible. Well, I mean, here's the thing. If we want to win the ACC, we need a healthy Jordan Travis when it comes up to playing, you know, like Miami and Duke and teams like that. Yeah. And without Jordan Travis, we don't beat Clemson yesterday, even even though he's banged up. You understand what I'm saying? He's just – you got to give the kid credit. He's, he's tough, you know. And as far as Clemson, Clemson played well, 
they made some mistakes here and there. But I think overall, would you agree, Rob, it might have been one of the better games they've played all season? Well, they've only played four. So. Well, by God, half the shit, FSU's only played four. But we've only played one good half of football. You see what I'm saying? But Clemson had the, Clemson didn't play that well the other games, but they played pretty damn good. I think Klubnik played as good as he could possibly play for for as young as he is. He did. He made some he made some some uh, some throws and some tight windows yesterday, and he didn't. Have I would a lot absolutely agree. For. I mean, the kids got a, a bright future, uh, and the receivers got a lot better. Uh, but you're exactly right, Rob, about the, the, the running back. He absolutely – he was standing there. I don't know who he was blocking, but he never even seen Kalen DeLoach go by him to get the quarterback. He, he, he didn't know who he was blocking either, sir. You and him both <laughs> the same message. He had no clue who he was blocking, and you had no clue who he was blocking either. And Klubnik almost died on the play because of it. I agree. But I'll, I'll give it to DeLoach. It wasn't a cheap shot or a dirty shot. He didn't no, go over was, his head or his legs well, or was, anything. That was a football play. And t- the best part about it was, in addition to knocking knocking the hell out of him, he jumped up, picked up the ball, and ran 56 yards with it. Yeah, so that was a heads-up play. He, uh, knocked the guy down, he, he grabbed the ball and ran it back for a touchdown. I mean, he, it was a, you know, there was some talk about maybe that's a, that's a bad hit. No, that's, that's a clean hit, brother. That's, that was absolutely a clean football play. Uh, which, I mean, he had opportunity, you know, but he, we're not really a dirty team and Norvell doesn't really teach that. And I don't think Dabo does either. That's, that's one of the things they have in common. They try to run a well-respected, you know, clean program. But now, Hey, Jackpot, did you see what, uh, Jaheim Bell tweeted? No, I don't follow. He he tweeted after the, after FSU beat Clemson, he said, I'm two and oh in this motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, he ain't lying. South Carolina last week and Florida State this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found myself yesterday. I was I live streamed the fourth quarter of that game, and right. um, they threw a pass to him uh, inside the ten yard line, and he fought down to about the two with it. And I found myself cheering for him, and I swore that I was not going to do that. And uh, you know, he's not my favorite person in the world, but I put that to the side yesterday. Well, I'll um, tell you this. I'm not going to say he was a model citizen and his mom was a model citizen of South Carolina. But since he's got to Florida State, he's towed the line. I mean, he's been a team player. He hasn't showed his ass about getting reps or anything like that. He's blocked. He's done everything we've asked him to do. So maybe just sometimes his he's player, been on the field. He, has, what, he can't bitch about reps when he's on the field. Well, he's actually Jesus got reps there. We didn't get him out of the transfer portal to set on the damn bench, Rob. Oh, my, my, my only issue with him was, you know, he hit the transfer portal when he knew that Marcus Satterfield was gone, and that was the, one of the issues that he had. Instead of right. waiting to see who was going to come in and, um, you know, run that, that offense, obviously they were going to be better than Marcus Satterfield. Obviously he has been Well, I, I would agree with that. Satterfield was pretty putrid, and – and I watched the Mississippi State-South Carolina game last night. That Leggett, Le- is that his name? I guess yeah. the receiver. That is a bad mofo jackpot. That guy is for real. Yeah. He I, he. Um, I said it last night. I've been saying it the past few weeks. He's probably improved more 
from one year to the next than any player that I can remember at South Carolina. Now, if, really if I'm not mistaken, up. is he not a senior? Is he a senior? He's a super senior. Okay, I, he'd been around the program for a while because, you know, I hate to say this, and Jack Jackpot, don't take this wrong about what I'm about to say. If that cat was a junior, you know what was probably fixing to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's either going to go to the league or transfer to get a big wad of money. You know what I'm saying? So, but good on him for sticking it out. And he, he if he's not a first round draft pick, there's not one. But anyway, guys, I'm glad we won. Uh, we got to heal up and play better. And Rob, I'll be honest with you. If Clemson plays the way they played against Florida State Saturday, they will mop the floor up with Syracuse. Have a great day, guys. I mean, full, uh, first of all, I guess I appreciate that. But, um, Syracuse is a shithole and hey you can beat Syracuse that's not exactly beaming praise there but thanks for that I, I, I'm one of the best to struggle with them um, probably so but Jack, I, I mean, they play Clemson they play Clemson tough uh, there's just something about them which I mean last year you guys beat them uh, when they were undefeated, and it kind of started a little bit of a downward spiral for them. Right. And I, I, I thought it was, you know, it was stupid it, during ACC media days when that quarterback, Garrett Schrader, said, this is our year to take them down. And I'm thinking, no, nah, dummy, last year was your year to take them down. I mean, you were undefeated, and you couldn't do it. You couldn't handle it. But then they come out this year, and they're undefeated again. Um I don't know what. The, what's what's then again? Their schedule has has been Syracuse plays a soft non-conference schedule, akin to they are they're like the Kentucky of the ACC, in that they're going to play soft teams, uh, r- r- get roll up uh, to an undefeated, an, uh, a fictitious, a fictitious. I don't know if, if Bluegrass Sports Media is over there in the chat, but hear me out. Uh, a foe. Uh, undefeated record that's uh looks great on paper, but then when you see it on the field, it doesn't. Uncle Lou, welcome to the program, sir. Hey, how are y'all doing? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Another another big win for the two time defending champion, number one ranked and undefeated Georgia Bulldogs over the weekend, huh? Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't really get to catch a minute of that game. I don't really like it when uh, teams that I'm interested in seem to always be playing when the Gamecocks play anymore. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Brock Bowers was, finally had a good game. Yeah, what was it, 49-21? Yeah, 49-21. Brock Bowers had 100 and some, some yards and a touchdown or two. So that was good. Um. Are you getting tired of watching the uh, the backups there, Lou? Because um, yeah, I don't even yeah, I don't even really watch. Really. Yeah, yeah, I am getting tired of it. Yeah. So but, I, yeah, maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe you'll, you'll have the starters playing in the fourth quarter this week with Auburn. Who knows? Well, the thing is, at least when we play like the South Carolinas and the Auburns of the world, at least those teams have fans on the internet that I can piss off. Like beating the shit out of UAB is completely pointless. <laughs> I mean, you can only make so many Trent Dilford jokes. Yeah. 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 I, I, mean, I heard they just got internet on campus. So <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> when is Lad McHonky going to be back on the field? Postseason. Yeah. He's on the George Pickens, A.D. Mitchell plan where they only play yeah, in the postseason. You only see him once a year. Yeah, you, you, you only see like him a, in he's December. Like a, he's like yeah, the December, yeah. yeah. Um, but actually, the reason I was calling in, Rob, um, I was just curious if you had a particular low-level Big 12 team you were looking forward to playing in the Pop-Tart Bowl. Well, I, I for uh, for us to get to the Pop-Tart Bowl, we, we need to win some more games. And uh, the Gasparilla Bowl is probably our destination. We're aspiring to get to the Pop-Tart Bowl, sir. We're aspiring. So if you go to the Gasparilla Bowl, what conference do you have to play it in? Uh, well, I think it's a team from the American. I think I have to look. Oh no! Well, okay. let's keep our fingers crossed for the Pop Tart Bowl because I really want to see Clemson versus Kansas in that. Yeah, that might be good. Yeah, you already lost to one all-white basketball school. What if Kansas beats you now? Well, then we might as well um, might as well pack it in, man. At, at this juncture, if we lose to. <laughs> to all my basketball schools, you might be right. Hey, uh, you look you look like you're probably a fan of Andrew Dice Clay. Are you? Mm, I mean, he did good stuff. I don't know if I would consider myself a fan though. But why? Do you remember? His, do you remember his dirty nursery rhymes he used to do? Oh shit! Are you gonna hit him with that? Yeah, so I'm I'm coming I'm stealing Andrew Dice Clay's dirty nursery rhyme routine, but I'm I'm changing it to college football stuff. And I was wondering if I could run one by you. Uh it's your dime, Uncle Lou. Have whatever you okay. want. Okay. Okay, here you go. Hickory Dickory Dock. Clemson has a pet rock. Pete's down bad, Dabo loves God, and his brother loves a nine-year-old's cock. Jesus. Uh, thank you. Uh, where do you want me to go with that? Okay, let me try one more in case that one missed the mark. Um, this is for your second favorite team, Rob. Okay. Josh Heupel sat on a wall. Josh Heupel had a great fall. To all the Voltards in that god-awful state, go fuck your mother. Hashtag 1998. <laughs> um, that, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Jack and Jill uh, went up the hill. You know, I don't have any. Jack and, Jack, yeah, Jack and Jill went up the hill. She whipped out her tits to show. Texas and Miami beat a ranked team. They're both going 100 0. <laughs> Very good, sir. All right. Hey, I'll talk to y'all <laughs> later. So, yeah. You have nowhere to go for. Yeah, wow. Man. Thank you, buddy. How do you follow that up? Oh, uh, man. <laughs> All right. Let's bring uh, bring Justin on here, buddy. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Justin, welcome on? to the show, sir. This is my first time. Yeah, how are you? Justin. Doing good. Um, what are you to... talking about? You you came to the, to the baseball game. We have, we have a picture of you at the baseball game with us. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah I do, huh? Yep. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. I had before I went yesterday, but our defense, they need to what, man? They do need yeah. to work. Yeah, but it wins the win, but I second that. They got, they, got, they got shut down a lot of series at times, you know? Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, yeah, a little bit – they let that thing get a little bit too close yesterday. Yeah, and um, what what are your thoughts about cutting wide speech? Of, he sees getting wall, you know. What's what's that, buddy? I didn't hear you. What, I'm sorry. Um, cutting wide. He sees getting wall. Uh, well, I don't know, but we'll let Jackpot have that one. I don't know if uh, I mean, you know, it's kind of hard to get pissed when your team wins, but uh, you know, I, I mean, well, I, I think the Gamecock defense is. To, uh, it, it's fine. It's fine. It's oh, fine. Yeah. yeah. They're fine. Oh, yeah. They're fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys, um, I'll see you all next week. Take care, guys. See you. All right. You have a good night, all right? All right. All right there you go. Justin, a big Gamecock fan. Uh, he he, uh, he messaged. He sends us messages. He's, he used to call all the time. So there you go. Appreciate Justin. Yeah, do you think Clayton White's on the hot seat? No. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, let's see here. All right. Uh, if you want to join the show, it's right there for you. Um, we talked about the Ohio State stuff with Notre Dame. That didn't go – I mean, man, Ryan Day looks like a complete douche. With the stuff that he said, he's he's the douche of the week. That's yeah, douche of the week. That he's. I mean, I mean, you won. I mean, take your take your victory laps and and hit the road, okay? I mean, Lumos is going to say people are going to say mean things all the time. People are going to say mean things about you on the internet. They're going to say mean things on Twitter. Uh, talking heads like Lou Holtz are going to say mean things. It doesn't matter. He's not coaching anymore. He's not relevant anymore so who cares him giving him even putting him i mean giving him that much airtime is was just ridiculous but that's what was on your mind uh on the field after probably one of the three four maybe biggest wins of your career today just ridiculous. yeah i want to um uh, i'm gonna play this uh jackpot if that's cool with you uh let's see here this is um yeah, I'm gonna let me see if this will if they can hear this when I play it. This is this is Day's comments. Can you hear that, Jackpot? I can't hear shit. All right, hold on. Maybe there I just want to play this because it's interesting. Let's try it one more time. Here we go. Shots at this team. And you know, when it's one play away, it really hurts. Well, we just finished it with one play right there. And it's very fitting. And that's what we just, you know, celebrated in the locker room. And we'll continue to celebrate for a little while. You were fairly emotional coming off that field. Um, what was, what were you feeling at that moment? Well, I, I've been emotional. Uh, team will tell you that for the last couple of days. I started hearing some of the things that we're saying. First off, it's not true. I don't know where people get off just saying things. It really upsets me. Put the film on. People make comments and they don't watch film. Our guys are tough. They're physical. They do. They get after it. And they did it again tonight. You said that was Coach Holtz? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. Front row, Tim May on three. There you go. Oh, so my Luke, God. That, that, he, that is embarrassing. 
Yeah. That's more embarrassing than bitching about hot dogs after a loss. Well, I'm I'm waiting I'm waiting for Uncle Lou to get a Lou Holtz costume and start wearing that. I'm sure he's ordered it on Amazon. So I don't know. I heard they usually stay sold out of them. Hope you can get one. Jackpot. I want to. Um, for some reason, we're getting feedback, and I, and I think it's coming from your end because when I mute your mic, it doesn't happen anymore. Can you leave and come back in and see if that'll reset it for us? Yeah, I'm sure I can leave. Yeah, just come right back because I want to. Um, I, for some reason, we're getting a little feedback there. So, like right now, you shouldn't be getting much uh, much feedback at all. But um, anyway, something with with jackpot set up there should be gone now. You shouldn't be hearing anything over there. Just saying, it was kind of buzzing in my ears too. Anyway, let's uh, let's welcome in. Uh, Rob has an SEC bias as we wait for jackpot to get back into the show. Hey, Rob, how you doing? What's up, buddy? How are you? Doing good. I had an excellent week in the Callaways. I think I went 10 for 11. That's pretty um, good. Yeah. I, I, which one did I miss? I think it was, uh, oh, it was the Kale Hall shitter. Of course it was. Bryce Everybody let me down. misses the shitter. Yeah, you picked a fucking steamy one last week, Kale. How, how many, what, what are we talking about? How does that he, sound, Rob? Is it any better? Uh, a little bit, I guess. Um, no, he uh, he got ten out of eleven correct this week in the in the pick'em challenge. Said the only one he missed was uh, was the shitter. Jesus yeah. Christ! Why is it whenever everybody else has a good week, whenever I have a decent week, everybody else has a good week? God. Well, the the thing is, like all around, um, I must have placed. I think I had like maybe twenty bets this week. I mean, everything cashed, man. I think I only lost maybe two bets and had two pushes. You know, it was just an excellent, excellent week for sports bettors all around. Did you, did you bet the uh, the basement bookies pick? Oh, of course I did. 4-0? How could you not? He's 5-0 and now. The dude's nasty. Man. He just gives out free lunch. Maybe. It's probably a woman. I mean, the, 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 it's written like a woman wrote it. Very, very soft and stuff. So That is ridiculous, bro. Well, Rob, um, I know you're disappointed in what happened. I am. Um, but I really, I came here to talk about the Gamecocks. Um, I, I, I really think South Carolina is is pushing forward into the next step. I mean, week after week, they're having high-caliber recruits come through, all of them leave impressed with what they see. Um, I'm starting to see more and more, actually, whether – Asking for NIL donations, which tells me we're probably in the run-in for a lot more big-time prospects. I think a Gamecock football account just posted asking people to sign up for the Garnet Trust today, as a matter of fact. But well, well, Real quick, you know, you mentioned players coming in. South Carolina's got an issue with retention. And I'll give you a couple of examples. Marshawn Lloyd for Southern Cal last week, 15 carries, 154 yards. Jackpot, remember Deshaun Fenwick? Yes. Oregon State, he transferred from South Carolina to Oregon State, 11 carries, 101 yards, and three touchdowns. So what does that tell you? All of these running backs, in addition to the the kid at Florida State, you had three guys that ended up being legit back at Power 5 schools that were once in that Gamecock running back room. The idea needs to be, hey, you're getting guys to come in. That's great. You really need to start figuring out how to keep some of these guys. 
because you're obviously evaluating talent the correct way and you're getting guys that are uh that can make plays but you got to keep some of these guys here to be fair uh and i was waiting on this to come up marshawn lloyd always has looked great against a bunch of tomato cans uh which is is what he's done so far Wait till yeah. he starts playing some of the Utahs and Washingtons of the world and starts taking some hits. Um, he'll be he'll be uh, having sitting in the bar hanging out with his deep thigh brews. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a really good point. Um, I, I, now that I think about it, all of his best plays in the Carolina uniform came against fucking D two schools. I'm, like he yeah, he's, he's great. He's, he's hurdling guys last year against Charlotte and uh, South Carolina State, and then when it, when we needed him against Tennessee and Florida. Uh, motherfucker was nowhere to be found. Yeah. So, but I, you know, and I'm surprised Deshaun Fenwick's still playing. That motherfucker's got to be old, man. He's probably a super senior too. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, you know, and what I really came to talk about is, um, I think Fishing that we, football over in the comment section says Lloyd is legit. Shut up, crackpot. Yeah, I never said he wasn't goddamn legit. He's legit against tomato cans. He hasn't played anybody yet. Wait until he starts playing some tough teams. That was the problem at South Carolina. Always has been, always will be. Don't tell me to shut up on my own goddamn comment section. You can go eat a dick. How about that? That's what you can legit do. Is it the entire dick jackpot or just half of it? All of it. If you don't (laughs) eat the entire thing, you're not getting enough. Well, I think uh, I think that week one game for South Carolina's O-line was a fluke. Um, I mean, I, I know what the narrative's been, but every game but that week one game, I think they've looked solid. Um, I think we're getting, you know, it just became a narrative after that week one game that we've got a poor O-line. But, you know, I really – I haven't seen it these past three weeks. Um, so, I think we're good. We're going to be good there moving forward. Uh I want to share something really quick here, just to uh, to to kind of reaffirm what uh, what Jackpot is saying here, and uh, what Jackpot is saying is is somewhat correct because when you look at Marshawn Lloyd's stats, and I've got them right here for you, this is his first season, fourteen carries for fifty five yards against Eastern Illinois, that was his high on the year in 2021 in 2022 he had 39 carries for 349 yards 11 of those uh came against let's see here they had 11 against george state the big game for 30 yards by the way 15 for 169 against charlotte i guess we could talk about the kentucky game 22 carries for 110 yards that was his shining moment at South Carolina. So there's definitely some some grit to what Jackpot said there. So. 110 yards against a bad Kentucky team. Anyone who wants wow. South Carolina, anyone who's kept up with South Carolina football, will tell you the same damn thing. Though it's only the people from outside of the you know team who look and say, "Oh, Marshawn Lloyd's the yeah, oh, he, he's good. Yeah, he, he's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, look, I'm not saying that he was he was the greatest thing ever. What a what I'm saying is, is that if he were there this season, the Gamecocks wouldn't have had to go shopping for a running back and having to carry on Joyner ended up taking snaps there. That's all that I'm yep. saying. He's a power yeah, exactly. five runner. So well, and let's make sure we're clear on that. Uh, you know, and uh, if I'm being honest, um, 
I don't see much difference between Mario Anderson and DK. Um, if I'm being completely oh, wrong. Hold on. Are, are you serious? Are you goofing here? No, I think they both, I mean, you got to open up holes. The thing with DK early in the season is, is he's running straight into the fucking D line because the, you know, I, I just praise the O line, but the run blocking has been atrocious. Um, you can't you're, really you're do it. more of you're saying it's more of a plug and play type system is what you're telling me. You yeah, back there as long as the line is opening up holes, is that where you're going? Yeah, I mean, I don't think either of them are going to be game changers unless that's what you think. I think they're both, you know. I think that relatively the same talent. In Mario uh, Anderson is is he's a better running back than Joiner simply because of the fact that he's played more snaps there. I mean, jackpot. What do you think? Yeah, uh, he's more. He's a natural running back. That is his position. I mean, that's what that's what he does. He is a running back. Dakarion Joiner is not a running back. I just haven't. I haven't seen anything personally from on Joiner where I look at it and I'm like, yeah, that was a mistake because he hasn't played running back before. Like he runs the ball tough, you know. It, the the fumble that he had last night. I mean, that's. I mean that was that was a big deal. That's why they cut his carries and started feeding him. Like he he fumbled. He just got hit by air. Yeah, I mean I don't yeah. put the helmet in the ball. Yeah, well, look, if you told me I had to pick between one and the other, I think Anderson is more. Uh, and, and Tim Frisbee said this last night on the radio with us. Um, he said he has more uh, more of a wiggle to him, meaning that he thinks that Joiner is more of a straight line runner. And he thinks that Anderson is more of a guy that can get out wide, uh, orb tackles, and you know plant his foot and go the other way if he needs to. But if you watch some of those runs last night, guys were hitting him and bouncing off of him like like a pinball machine. And that's kind of what you want. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, like I said, I just don't think you know the. I don't think there's that much of a drop off. You know, you give me either one of them, I'm not going to be upset. I think it's more about you know getting the holes for him to begin with. Because um, I mean, we're praising Mario Anderson, but he still only averaged like three and a half yards a carry, something like that. And, you know, nothing outstanding. Um, yeah, he had some really good runs. So he also got stopped at the line of scrimmage. There was some, you know, what he wasn't blocked for the greatest in the world. Exactly. But, uh, D. Taylor over there in the comment section says, Brock Lee, the offensive line at South Carolina looked like shit against Georgia, too. Okay. Well, you know ball, obviously. Hold on. Hold on. Let's slow down for a second here on that. There are not very many offensive lines that are going to look good against the Georgia Bulldogs. So let's just. And they only give up like two or three sacks, too. They go up two sacks. I mean, yeah. Sacks are an inflated stat because it's more of a. Was you know the quarterback comfortable? Is is and you know you can affect how much pressure's on the quarterback without sacking him. So there's that. Well, and that's actually a really good point. I saw a lot of that in this Mississippi State game. As a matter of fact, um, it right. kind of seemed like the pressure was getting to Rattler a little bit there at the end. Um, uh, to be fair, some of these guys, some of these guys can throw the ball and move it downfield better when they're getting some pressure. That's true. Um, God, who am I thinking? About? I, that, yeah, no, that's a really good point too, Jackpot. Rattler's but, the best quarterback in the conference. Oh, easily, but uh, I, I think the I only take any quarterback in the conference, and I could have whoever I wanted. I'm taking Spencer easily. Rattler. 
His and only he, downside that I've seen this year is sometimes mm-hmm. he gets happy feet in the pocket and he'll he'll run himself into a sack that he doesn't need to take. Everything well, else. He's playing behind a suspect line that they're still trying to build and grow. And by the way, oh, yeah. Beaner's the right thing playing these young guys. You might as well get, let them get their fucking lumps. Yeah, thank goodness they're doing that. He, that young man from Dorman High School, um, uh, shit, Mark. What's his name? I can't remember his name now. What's wrong with me? Uh, he would be the, the old some too if uh, he, he got injured, so he's out for the year. Oh, you're talking about Marky Anderson? Yes, yes. He would be playing some too, him and Oluwatasin. Well, well and you just, know, if you're playing, if you're playing your upperclassmen, and they're running like a damn ole ole ole, letting guys run right through, you might as well put these these freshmen out there that are highly recruited anyway. And yeah, are they going to miss some blocks because of they don't know what the hell the play is? Yeah, but are they going to have balls and stand there and take guys on? Yeah, that one that one dude that you got that they were uh, the the I can't I don't even remember his name. It slips my mind, but he is a big, huge motherfucker. That's all I've got to say about that. He is a big, tall dude that looks like the what is it, the tree or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, Babalade. That's Oluwatosin. Well, whatever his name is, big tree. I was built to be an offensive lineman, and it, I don't care what defensive lineman you are. If you have to square off with that guy, you see him coming off the bus. You're thinking, "Damn, I got to go against that." It, last night, he was Oluwatosin a few salads around. Yeah, he's 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 the best looking offensive line recruit South Carolina's had in a while. Well, and. Have y'all seen T.J. Sanders this year? Yeah. He's a freshman, too. He might be one of the best D linemen in the SEC right now. Uh, You remember last year, um, uh, uh, Rob has SEC bias. I don't know if you remember me posting it or not, but I posted like a little 10 or 11-second clip uh, of um, uh, Chris Phillips from the Spurs Up show calling out the players. Um, and, and he was one of them. He, he was, uh, you know, disappointed in the defensive line, and he called out several names and blah, blah, and blah, and this T.J. Sanders. He's like, guys, they're all just soft. They're just terrible, and they're soft. And I, I, I put that out there, and I got some I got some really good numbers from that too because, you know, he has major heat with a lot of the Gamecock fans. I, I, don't, I don't really know what it is about him. He rubs a lot of people the wrong way, and um, – I just thought that was funny, and every time I think of uh, I think of him every time T.J. Sanders is making a tackle for a loss or a sack, I'm like, oh, soft. <laughs> well, Chris, um, I mean that dude, he's so flip floppy with his takes. I think that's one of the reasons you know a lot of Carolina fans don't really like him. Um, and you know he's got his brand and he sticks to it. So good on him. But it's not something I would somebody I'll take fucking advice any advice from to be quite honest with you. A dude his brand is like smashing beers over his head and just yelling. Well no, he quit drinking. He he well so he said. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, so some time sometime back he he said he, he had given up drinking. Um but I don't know. It's probably one of those things like I, I have a hangover. So, you know, I, I tell the whole world that I've given up drinking, and then next weekend I'm back out drinking again. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I've quit drinking. I've had a few of those revelations in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I quit drinking, and then South Carolina lost to Kentucky, so I picked up another Miller. That, that's probably how I would how I'd take it. But um, Rob, I wanted to also talk about. Do you think? Because uh, I heard Dabo was calling plays. Do you think that's going to change throughout the year, or do you think that'll? Continue? I I don't. I mean, I haven't heard that he was calling plays. Um. I do think there is one thing that that happened. In Apparently, and he was chewing the hell out of uh, on the sideline. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, here's my thing on that. First of all, the Clemson defense is ranked like tenth in the country. What? Um, they are a solid statistical defense that is is not playing bad. But I think about this. I don't think that he would have – if he would have done that shit to uh, Venables on the sideline, Venables would have slapped the shit out of him <laughs> on the spot. I mean, think about that. I mean, West Goodwin he, commands he's gonna nervous. He's going to roll up on Skeletor, and Skeletor's not going to kick him in the face. That's going to happen. So yeah. I think Dabo's gotten to a point now where he's got – he at one point he had guys there that would challenge him, a Chad Morris uh, – I mean, even Tony Elliott would be like, look, this is stupid. Whatever. He had guys there that would challenge him a little bit, and it, okay, you know, they would make some changes or whatever. Now he's got a bunch of, yes, Dabo, yes, Dabo, yes, Dabo. There's a good bit of that now. He's got to get rid of some of that shit. And if Riley is letting him call plays, you know, then what the fuck are they doing? Well, and that's you know, what I was thinking. I was like, why the hell would you here? And then done the same thing and just called yeah. plays, and then Streeter could have been getting paid. That's exactly what I was thinking too. If he, if he ended up what you know calling plays, why the fuck did they even hire the man to begin with? Just to bring now, a play. This, this brilliant offensive mind that people say that he is now. To be fair, the Clemson offense has moved the ball up and down the field. They didn't look good against Duke. The turnovers killed them. But on the uh, other uh, hand, they've uh, they uh, good. come here. So. I, I don't know. I don't know what needs to change. Um, it just seems like for the past three years, the momentum for Clemson has just kept going down and down. No matter what you know decisions y'all make, I, I don't know how he brings it back at this point. Well, I mean the the one thing he's got to do is first of all, talent can win out. You got to have some talent, so they got to keep where they're at in the recruiting. That's important, but. He's going to have to open up and say, hey, we need to hit the transfer portal. When people are serious, you know, they're like, oh, this and all that. You just got beat by a Florida State team that 64% of it, I think, was the number, are kids from the transfer portal. Well, and how nice would a, would a kicker have never developed a player from high school to go to the NFL. That's who just beat you. And Your how nice would a kicker in there and all that, yeah. that's, that was great. But you just got beat by – the transfer portal. They came into Death Valley and beat you. If that's well, not something that you look at, I, then think, I can't help I it. think um, Garrett Riley's problem and why he's losing games is he doesn't have the talent at Clemson that he had at TCU. Fuck off. Well, certainly they have. I don't what? think Clemson has anyone, Quentin Johnson. That, if we're being honest, Clemson doesn't have anyone that could, you know, touch Quentin Johnson's drop strap. They don't, yeah, they also don't have a Max Toughheart Duggan. Well, yeah, Max Max Duggan's. I would say I would take Max Duggan over Cape Clubnet. 
Uh, I would take Max Duggan in a heartbeat twice on Sunday. Um, now he does have probably have a better red line at Clemson, but from yesterday. What'd you say? I asked Jackpot if he was still drunk from yesterday. I wasn't drunk yesterday. Mm. I was providing good, you know, insights into uh, what was going on yesterday. They need to get you up in the booth, Kay. I'll tell you that much. They probably wouldn't <laughs> kick me out of the booth, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, I, I could see Jackpot if, he, if they if they called him up. He's like, we're going to put you next to uh, next to Todd Ellis. You're going to replace uh, the guy that, you know, that sits next to Todd Ellis. The first quarter, I can hear Jackpot saying, God damn it, tackle that motherfucker. Can't um, Brock Lee says, I know, I'm sorry, I was wrong comment. We're above Brock Lee. D. Taylor says, Tony Elliott dresses like he's 14. That's um, okay. Well, did y'all see that Charlotte coach? I don't know if y'all uh, caught a picture of him. That dude looks like he's coming straight out of the fucking trailer. He's wearing like cut-off oh, the- jean shorts and like a sweaty ass white sleeveless shirt. I've never seen anything like it. Is that Biff Pogey? <laughs> it might be. It- <laughs> That's his name. Was he wearing like a? Uh, didn't they say had on like an old sweatshirt with the the neck cut out of it and the sleeves yeah and the sleeves like, yeah like an old nineteen eighties workout. Uh, <laughs> Dude look like a retired NFL fullback going out there to coach a game, and then he's got two state troopers dressed to the nines next to him, and he's coming out looking like an absolute grease ball. Uh, somebody, but nobody answered me last night. Last night the live stream, Rob, and I was kind of wondering about this. Maybe you'd know about this one. Uh, I've noticed this phenomenon for years and never really asked about it, but I noticed there were two Mississippi State troopers on the sideline behind uh, Vin Diesel. Yeah, the Mississippi State coach, Vin Diesel. uh, uh, Zach Arnett looks like uh, an older version of Vin Diesel, a little more, a little chunkier. Yeah, you said last night on your show that he was a fat Vin Diesel. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, where the Mississippi State troopers come in? Do do they go on the road games with these teams? I mean, do we have South Carolina State troopers like go to Vanderbilt? Yeah, there's there's uh, there's a state trooper that goes with with, with Sneamy and with uh, with Beamer. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. All right, uh, hey man, we got to move on. I got to bring in some shady. All right. What are they there for? Uh, to protect the coach, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure the coaches need security. Why wouldn't they just have if South Carolina went to Vandy? Why wouldn't they just have a Tennessee state trooper over there? I don't know. That, that's a good question. I mean, they they have, from what I remember, they have like a couple state troopers that uh, make sure when the Gamecocks travel and at, at the stadium too that uh, they're taken care of. I mean, it's a waste of government money, but who's to say, you know? Uh, yeah, it seems like that, that would be. Uh, I wouldn't want to, I hope that none of our, none of our men in blue. Or having to duck any mustard bottles this coming Saturday night. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great if we took those two state troopers and said, you know what, Shane Beamer, Dabo Sweeney, insert whatever coach here, you're a leader of men. You got these big ass offensive linemen that can walk you to and from the bus. What those guys doing? Let's take those two officers and let's make them school resource officers in schools so that we actually have a cop there 
instead of some paid for security. Maybe that would be a better idea. I know that's kind of harsh to think about though, right? Let's add Slim Shady Kane to the show. What's up, buddy? Well, I, I've got to ask. I was sitting here listening, and, and I get that, you know, we like to make fun of who loses on the internet because that's what we do. But, I mean, are, are we seriously going to sit here and act like Florida State is a more talented team than Clemson? Like, that's just not the case. Clemson's still a top five roster in the nation. Well, you, you have to you can have a top five roster in the nation, but if you don't win, no one gives a fuck, sir. You know that as well as I do. Well, yeah, I completely understand, but I, once again, that's why exactly that we should be making fun of them because it is a coaching problem as opposed to a talent problem. And to act like, uh, listen, I, what I saw out of Clemson offensively yesterday is probably the best I've seen out of them since Trevor Lawrence left. Well, in fairness, what did that get them? Uh, it, it, it Well, it showed me a couple of things. Number one, uh, Wes needs to learn what pressure on a quarterback is and stick with it. Uh, that was fault number one I saw yesterday's game. And fault number two was, and, and this goes more towards the end of the game, um, it, it almost seemed to revert back to Streeter or Elliott-esque play calling, which says to me that Dabo has his fingerprints all over that offense and he's not letting Lincoln Riley or Garrett Riley do what he was hired to do. Yep. Well, once again, we don't know for certain if Dabo Sweeney is calling plays or not, but we can assume things, and that's fine. I, I personally, I, I don't, I don't like the adage of, well, we had a more talented roster and we should have won. Oh, but you didn't. You didn't. And I, maybe there is the thing of, hey, you have the coaches there and all that, and that's a problem, and and I'm fine with that. But on the other hand, the scoreboard at the end of the game is what matters. Holding them to 22 yards rushing on 20 carries or whatever, no one gives a damn. It's about that score at the end of the game. That's all that matters. Oh, I completely agree. I'm just trying to look towards the reason why Clemson lost because obviously I'm not a Clemson fan, but we have to play both Clemson and Florida State. Make that clear. Clemson Clemson had what you were saying makes a lot of sense. Clemson had shitty coaching. The 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 play where they could have thrown a hail mary. There's that. Running out a kicker that was on the beach in Charleston a week ago to go and kick a damn field goal for you in a top five matchup. I want to. I want to talk about that for a second, Rob. Yeah. So let let me get this straight. So this guy, so he was on the team last year and he graduated, but he still has a year of eligibility left. Right. Mm -hmm. So he was, uh, from what I understand, so he was an investment banker in New York or something like that. So the story is he was supposedly, he had a job in New York City and he was going to work for an investment bank there, but he was taking some online classes. And apparently Dabo Sweeney's sons were sitting around with Sweeney last Sunday and said, hey, this guy is still – he's still enrolled at school. He could still play. And apparently that what that's telling me is that they have zero faith in the, the freshman kicker, Robert Gunn. So they brought this guy back because he could make extra points, and from 40 and, and in, he supposedly – and a 19 for 20 clip or some ridiculous number like that. That's why they brought him in. 
So, uh, okay, so I, I was under the impression he wasn't working in New York City. He has a job there. He's got a job him. there. He had an apartment there, and he was supposedly moving there very soon. Uh, okay, that, that just, I mean, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't understand why he wouldn't have just politely said thanks, but no thanks. I don't, I don't, but that's uh, just Maybe me. he was that, that opportunity, but look, Sweeney talked him into it. I mean, that's basically what it boiled down to, but and and Billy Cole's right. If the guy makes the field goal, Dabo's a genius. He missed the field goal. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. But the point is, is that you got yourself put into that position where you needed this guy who literally was on the beach a week ago taking some online classes. You needed him to kick a field goal for you to knock off a top five opponent at home. I think That's a little bit about roster management. My, my I think opinion. that uh, Dabo just got kind of complacent having Beatty Potter there for so many years that uh, you know he just didn't really cultivate a uh, plan to replace him. Yeah, I mean there there's there's that too. But then the the play call at the end of the game, that's all on them. They mismanaged that shit. They look like uh, Eli Dorkowitz out there. The way that he handles the end of games, it's like Sweeney went to his school for clock management. He really, really looks silly out there. You know, uh, speaking of him, everyone in Missouri land is, is like, uh, oh, all is forgiven uh, with him now after their big seven-point win over Memphis. I'm just, hey, I'm, just they, waiting on, I'm just waiting on them to start calling for his head on a stake again after they, they lose Kentucky or, or whatever. What uh, they lose to Vanderbilt because that would be the Mizzou thing to do. Yeah, that's a, that's a prime that's a prime one. To, and I, I'm looking real hard at that. You know – uh, yeah, the Kentucky. They it looks like they dominated on the scoreboard yesterday. Kentucky took two uh, passes back for touchdowns yesterday. They had two pick sixes against Vandy. You take those away, that game's a lot tighter than what that score indicates. Now, I don't, now I think like maybe five people watched it because it was on during the Clemson Florida State game. But that's just what I'm reading from the box score. All right. Well. Uh... Slim Shady, you got anything else there, buddy? Yeah, something else I've got to ask, and, and and I really haven't heard a whole bunch of people talking about this, but on that on that last touchdown that Ohio State got uh, against Notre Dame, how is nobody looking at the fact that coming out of a timeout, Notre Dame had ten men on the field? How do you do that? <laughs> I don't I don't know. Marcus Freeman had some kind of excuse for it uh something about he didn't have a timeouts left and he realized they they didn't have but 10 people there and he was going to try to get another defensive lineman out on the field but that would have cost his team a penalty but i mean hell ohio state was on the goddamn one yard line anyway i mean what well with with al golden being my former head coach i'll take any chance i can get to make fun of him I, once again, I just don't see how it's possible coming out of a timeout that you don't have your right defensive end in the game, and then Ohio State scores against right where he should have been. All right, well that's a good point. Hey man, thank you for calling, but we appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right, is, let's is Al out. Golden on his staff? Yes, he's on. Yep. Mar- he's Marcus Freeman's defensive coordinator. I think so. I got to look that up. Uh, keep your filthy hands off my rock is next. What do you got? Oh, what's going on? Hi. Uh, oh, yeah, talking about the, the Clemson kicker thing. Well, I'm a Georgia fan, but uh, 
I, I'm, not, I'm not saying George has a kicker problem, but it's kind of like Clemson. We both have uh, freshman kickers. Sure. Um, watching that Clemson game makes me real nervous because, I mean, I hope that doesn't happen to Georgia where we, you know, well, it's already it's already happened to you against South and, Carolina. Exactly. But fortunately for you, it didn't matter in the outcome of the game. Cool. Yeah. But uh, one more, right. I just got one more. I just got one more quick question. Um, how are y'all's feelings about the about the um, the new clock rule, the first down rule, the clock he's running? Because I think it makes all the games closer and shortens games. obviously. Well, it seems like to me it makes the first half of the game go by in no time. It was. Like the first quarter of the South Carolina Mississippi State game was over last night before um, I even knew it. I mean, it, it seemed like we'd like 15 minutes had gone by in like real time. You know, 15 minutes is on the game clock, but normally a quarter takes like 40 minutes. It seemed like 15 minutes of real time had went by, and that first quarter was over. And the second half seems like it's about the same. So I think it's it's all got something to do with they're synchronizing these things up. So that all the commercials. You ever notice when you when you watching football? If you if you on a Saturday, if you switch between like one game to the next, and you can. Well, I got YouTube TV, so we got that feature where we, uh, there's one particular uh, setting you can go to, and you can have four games on the screen at once. We'll all be on that commercial at once. Right. Well. Um, let me make sure that I, 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 I there was a, I want to give them credit. I think it's the the athletic. They did they actually did the science behind it or whatever, and it's basically six plays is what this has taken away. But there's more TV ads that are there, so that's basically what it comes back down to. You're watching more commercials and missing essentially six plays of football. That's what you've given up. Uh, this season with the new rules from the NCAA. So just to throw that out there, it sucks, but I don't know what else you can do about it. They have to, they have to make their money. That's the way that it is. It all comes back down to that. All right, man. Hey, appreciate it, buddy. We got to yep. bring BVD. All hey, right. Go, co- go Cox. Go Cox. Uh, Dabo's weenie over in the comment section says Missouri would beat scar and Clemson. No problem. Okay, well, we're going to find out about that in a few weeks. Jackpot will be in I'm guaranteeing a South Carolina win because we don't lose when I go. Well, you'll win the game or lose the or win the fight afterwards. That's true. BBB, right. welcome to the program. It's it's Tennessee week. It is. It is. And I got uh, got this something called Carolina Jackpot coming on my show Thursday night at 8 o'clock, so you guys make sure you all. That is uh, absolutely awesome. I hope that those guys from the Talking Squalls podcast will uh, unblock Jackpot and allow him to come into the program. I doubt it. I mean, they they have no need for a Carolina Jackpot over there. Those guys are doing just fine without they, they Jackpot or anybody else. So. I've heard that uh, that they are they are. Uh, never mind. I'll just keep my opinion to myself. I don't. I don't. I don't aspire to be uh, anywhere near that publication. There you go. Uh, I, because of that podcast and the way that a lot of Tennessee fans ran their mouths to me, I have become a Gamecock fan this week. I hope South Carolina mops the floor with your boys. Damn, well, that sucks. Well, I guess I got no damn good reason to be on here. I was going to come on here and mope and cry and feel bad for Clemson. But damn it, now, go Knowles. Go Knowles. 
uh, you know, we didn't, you guys I mean, choked we, that we, damn we, game away, didn't you, Rob? We did, we did choke it away. We were, we were the, choking. Well, well you know, new, sir. It's just uh, there's just there's a lot of uh, the way that they treated Jackpot last year. And the way a lot of them ran their mouths there. Hey, oh, look, those guys, there. those guys are doing their thing over there. You know, they're killing it on YouTube. They yeah. got, he likes to say they've got a cult of Tennessee fans. So, you know, more power. I wish we were all like that, you know? Um, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not running against the numbers and stuff that they've got. Good for them. I'm just saying um, they didn't have to block jackpot. Dwayne so, Wicker, Dwayne Wicker says, uh, RVD, how is Milton's health? Go ahead and do it for us real quick, BBD. B V D. I I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but I hope my health is fine, and I hope Joe Milton's health is fine, and I hope he comes out Saturday night and has a Spencer Rattler type of night. I don't know what to expect from this game, to be honest. I'm shocked at the fact that we opened as 11-point favorite. I'm like – Actually, last night, the first line from DraftKings has you as a 13-point favorite. That's nuts, man. That's ins- what, have, what have they seen to make us a damn 13-point favorite unless they're it's – well, it's, 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 it's everybody during the offseason. They're, they're figuring the crowd into it. They're not listening to these idiot Tennessee fans. We're going to win by 50. You know, balls by, balls by 50. I hated that shit, guys. Nobody hated that more than me. Oh, there, uh, I've I can tell you just on the program, I've had at least four or five people come on here. Tennessee's winning by fifty; they're going to blow them by fifty. And they maybe. they either they either they're just they should go to the basement bookie and get and make their help him make picks there, or they're just silly. It's one or the other. As much as I hate South, well, I don't really hate South Carolina. As much as I dislike South Carolina. As much as I dislike all those idiot fans, I love the fact that they're rabid Tennessee fans, but I would give any one of those Tennessee fans South Carolina and 30 and bet the farm on it. Now, don't even mention 50, you know. I put 50 out there. They don't want to do it. They, they, this is going to be because they'll come back, well, Fuck you, Rob. Why don't you put me on the Clemson game? Well, Clemson's not your team, sir. You were talking about your team was going to hang 50 on South Carolina. They're going to win by 50. No, no, there, no fan is devoid of idiot fans. We've all got them. I know. know. Um, SC Country, Country over in the comment section says, Damn shame Carolina can't put nothing else around Spencer Rattler because that guy is good. Okay, well, his number one wide receiver is hurt. Number two, did you not see the six foot five, uh, 235 pounds of muscle trucking down the uh, middle of the field yesterday on not one, but two 75 yard touchdown catches? Uh, I, I don't know. I think that's a little something around him. Who was that, Jackpot? Who was that? Uh, yeah, well, t- you guys will find out who he is on Saturday night. Leggett's going to show up every Leggett. day. Okay, yeah. I was calling yeah. him Leggett, whatever. That guy's That'll a work. freaking monster. And I-, I hope the last person we put on him is Kamal Haddon because that guy is garbage as a football player. I'm sorry, Tennessee fans. That's just my opinion. Um, and I know a lot of Tennessee fans agree with me. 
But look, it ain't all sunshine and rainbows over on my channel. I'm going to tell you guys know. I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel. About you're, the, you're, the only, you're the only Tennessee channel that I watch because the rest of them are all sunshine and rainbows and Josh Heupel is the Messiah and everything else. Sports Talk Jay does a pretty good job. Yeah, Sports Talk Jay is realistic too. He's Look, he, he's just here to have fun. Yeah, I know, have to give Sports Talk Jay a chance. because Make a little people, make a few people laugh. And, and look, I know you guys don't like talking balls. I get it. You know, I, I get it. But what that guy's doing over there right now is amazing, and you know, I, I never, I never said what he did wasn't doing. Well. No, I know, I know, I know. He you're talking about the each other. I hope, I hope he gets the crabs, and his arms are too short to scratch. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> well, Boogie versus Rob would be an interesting real life matchup because that's a big ass dude, you know. So maybe maybe we will, maybe we won't see that. Fact of the matter is, if you two ran into each other out in public and didn't know who each other was, you'd probably fist bump and like each other because you're both I'm college. Sure. Well, Jack, Jackpot wants to be mayor, so you're probably right. Yeah. Jackpot um, running for mayor? He, he should run for mayor. Okay. I'm, running, I'm running for mayor of Bowling Springs. I was going to say, what are you running for mayor of Uttstown? Oh, uh, that that too. I can't double dip on Bowling Springs though. But yeah. I hear you. Hey, right, listen, well, uh, I, I, I appreciate you. I was gonna. I want to bring in before we get out of here. But anything else? Cool. I was just gonna talk briefly on this whole timeout thing and clock running. If you guys will notice, and I'm sure you have, the time <laughs> slots are still the same. Yep. Uh, nothing has changed except for more commercials. And the way to fix that, if people want to fix it. They can do like my roommate and just record the game and watch it later. I can't do that. I can't stand that. I mean, the, the trying to hide, sneak around, and not hear scores and all that, that ain't for me. Uh, I want to watch it live. Commercials gives me gives my old ass a chance to go piss or whatever. And so, you know, well, hey, you guys have a good one. I'll see you Thursday, Jack. I hope that you guys have a good game this week. <laughs> I hope that uh, no one there at Tennessee shows their ass and you know no mustard bottles, et cetera. I hope it's just a good a good game for the people. Let's just hope that happens. Good I'm gonna go. People. I'm gonna go to the game and take a bag full of ketchup bottles. That's Why not? You stick out. Thank Hell you. Hell yeah. Appreciate it, buddy. Hey, you guys have a good one. All yep. right. Let's see here. Tom Bailey joins us. Tom, what's up, buddy? What's going on? What's going on? You know, just uh, ain't been ever checked. Just got done working, fixing to head home. But, uh, you know, I got to work and, you know, support people like Big Baltard Daddy because, you know, he's five foot three and abusing welfare with his fudge rounds, you know. And, you know, we got people on the street with nothing to eat. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, you know, everybody's talking about Tennessee's good hell. They got their ass beat by a damn pedestrian Florida team. And, Sir, what what is what is what has he done to you? He has not done. Man, he, yeah, he made fun of me. I, 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 he made fun of me last time I was on the show with his show. I see what he did talking about hire Dion in Alabama, kick all the white players off, and and you know I seen uh you know we got Sleepy Joe's number one supporter in Georgia, Uncle Lou, with his left wing propaganda. I mean, I wish him and I wish him and them left wingers looked out for the coal miners in Brookwood, Alabama, instead of the miners on Epstein Island somewhere. I mean, it's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like us. 
You know, I mean, they just, you know, I mean, but you know, you mean Alabama fans? What are you talking? What now? About? Are you talking about Alabama fans? What are you talking about? Oh, just uh, I'm talking about damn Lou and damn Voltar, Daddy abusing welfare system. While me and Jackpot got to work our asses off and pay taxes so they can get their cigarettes and beer and abuse the shit out of the welfare system. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We we can I can deal with a lot of things here. But you don't have to say stuff like that, man. You don't have to say things like that. Why? What? 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 What is wrong with you? Oh, nothing, man. I'm just firing back at them. They fired on me, so I'm firing back on them. He didn't say shit to you, man. He was all he did. He didn't have I to say nothing to me. This story than we realized. But when he come in there with that, when he come on there with that Confederate flag shirt on last time, because I had a Confederate flag in my background, and he he attacked me, so I I'm crapping back at him. You know, hey, you know, I mean, you got you got an eye for an eye, two for a tooth, man. But you know, back to the college football. Actually, I think Alabama's kind of think the ship has kind of uh, got a little bit right with Alabama. You said something about him. Let's let's read his comment about you. He says he is on meth. Look at that body language, sir. Are you on meth? No, sir. Okay. I, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He he's he's from Tennessee. Why you're toothless like me? Are you and BVD both toothless? No, sir. Okay, so you have your own. I get, um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All, I mean, he's throwing these things out there. I mean, you were throwing stuff. At I him mean, give him the opportunity, Wally. I, I mean, that guy's got it clearly. That guy should not accuse anybody on being on meth. I mean, really, he he has no right to. I mean, look at him. I mean. He, he don't look like the type of guy that should be accusing anybody. Of being, he's from First of all, he's from Tennessee, East Tennessee. So, I mean, yeah. you know. Sure, he almost so, died I mean, he, this summer. Yeah, he, the, Did he? He, he? He's very sick, man. Like, and I think he almost died uh, a couple of years ago, too, in the hospital. He's in bad man, shape. Man, that's terrible. Man, I hate that for him. I mean, he, I'm just taking a little shot at him. He took a shot at me, so I just, you know, firing back at him a little bit. I don't mean no harm. Not your, your Alabama program, sir, because uh, – I can give you screenshots of people wanting Deion Sanders down there. And uh, no, we don't need no Deion Sanders. I mean, um, if anybody, I mean, I think we'll be all right. We we do, we do have issues. We're not perfect this year, no, by no means. And we got do we got issues to work on? Yeah, we do. But I feel like the defense played well yesterday, and um, He's and stuff like that. Why are you twitching? I'm not- I'm not twitching. You said you're twitching like. Who wants to know why you're twitching like that? I don't know. I'm not twitching. I'm, Lord, how am I ain't worried. Uh, I ain't worried about it. But uh, uh, once again, Lane Kiffin loses a big game. Uh, yeah, I mean that's true. Well, I'm, okay, you know Alabama. We've uh, written. Uh, I think the ship has been right. Uh, written. But hey, you know things are working out for Alabama. Um, you know, we got some issues to work on and stuff like that. We're we're not we're not mad at you, man. Just slow down, get your thoughts right. out there. But you know, I think I think that wrong with Alabama I, right now. Offensively, we're not there. I mean, offensive line play's got to get a little bit better. Defensively, I think we're right where we need to be defensively for the most part. But the O line play. The O line play's not there. Still, the passing game is nowhere near where it needs to be. We still got to get more production from the receiver. Uh, we still got to get more production from the receivers um, and stuff like that. 
Sure. And, you know, uh, I just, well, I'm, I'm probably a little bit tired because I just got done working about 13 hour day. Had to drive to Pensacola and had to drive from Birmingham to Pensacola and back. Had two stores delivered to, so that's probably why I'm a little. Uh, what's what you hauling? Groceries. Delivering Gro- to grocery stores. Yeah, yeah, like mom and pop grocery. So, yeah, so I've had a long day and been drinking a lot of, well, if anything, anybody want to know what I've been drinking? I've been drinking these dang ghosts. So I'm probably twitching. It's probably because well, when you only go. It's better than drinking cracks, sir. So good for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, uh, uh, somebody in the comment section, uh, Stetsman Fourth, says that he thinks Will Muschamp would be a good um, a good head man for Alabama. Do you? Could yeah. you see? Could you see Will Muschamp manning the sidelines over at Bryant Denny after Nick Saban's time is done? He's just he's just trolling. Has a decent ring to it. I mean, get him he's there. Just, let that that what that uh, whatever it is that show cause thing expire for for Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, there's your defensive coordinator. You can go hire. Um, yeah, and be right back on top. I mean, that's just that guy's just trolling with you know anybody says something like Mush Champ to Alabama or you know stuff like that. People are trolling. I mean, that's like saying you know Brad Scott to be the Clemson coach after Dabo retires. Let me let me let me just say this, okay? I I think that Mush Champ's a complete douchebag, but <laughs> Mush Champ's resume with some of the stuff that he has done and. The way that I mean, if if it was just a blind resume, there's some Alabama fans that might be like, you know, that might be all right. So, uh, guys, four and eight at Florida, and just could never get it going at South Carolina. The problem with Muschamp, seriously though, the guy had some unbelievably bad luck with injuries. I mean, what was it, 2017? Second, Debo Samuel's went down the third game of the season or whatever. Yeah, I mean they had a the potential to have a good year, and then Florida he had some key injuries. The guy, well, the guy, that guy's just he's he just. Well, I know y'all don't like him. Y'all don't like Muschamp. Um, well, he had an unfortunate the quarter the the Jake Bentley injury was uh that wasn't that wasn't a, that didn't help his cause any either. And, uh, I got a question for I got a question for Jackpot. Virginia Tech has been struggling this year. If South Carolina puts together an eight-nine win season, do you think Virginia Tech tries to lure Shane Beamer to his father's team? What Shane think, Beamer? Even, I don't think I think he would take the call out of politeness, but he ain't going there. Shit. I think he would. I think they probably will. I mean, if he <laughs> leaves, well, good luck to him. I mean, he's put the place in a better. It's in a better place than when he got here. So, and how much? And Jackpot, how much time are you think South Carolina's willing to give? Much more time they're willing to give Shane Beamer. What does he got to do to to stay on at South Carolina? You think? I mean, well, he continues to uh, improve on his win total every year. He has to pass two. And this year's looking. You know, you look at the schedule the rest of the way. You know, he's two and two right now. There's not, and, and I know it's not going to happen. There's not a team left on the schedule he can't beat. Right. Who else? Who else shall play? Y'all, y'all play a And M. They have minimal injuries, and they play up to their potential every week. They could run. They could run the table. They're not going to, but it, they could. Right. Cause um, y'all got a Y'all got a And M left from the Western Division. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, and everybody. So yeah, y'all can yeah, beat I mean, them. What, I mean, they're nothing special. 
Did you see him play Auburn yesterday? A little bit. I seen Jimbo. Two old people in a wet bag fucking. (laughs) I seen Jimbo out in the middle of the damn field when the Auburn player made a pick six. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I. Um, Texas A&M has is not decided that they're just going to stop sucking yet. Well, I, I tell you, I could see a scenario of things tank for A&M. They pulled a plug. They pulled a plug on Jimbo, and um, Bob Petrino could end up with that job. Yeah. Cool. Which I mean, Petrino before he had that motorcycle wreck, he had Arkansas rolling. I mean, it was coming off a. Of, I think 2011, they were like 10-2, and two, and their only losses was to LSU and Alabama, and that's the two teams that played for the national title that year. Yeah, but yeah they were good. I remember in um... – Wait a minute. Hold on. We have, to, we have to step out of the football world for a second. He was the head football coach at a Power 5 university in the SEC, and he was fucking a volleyball player. And then he lied about it to the point where – I mean, he got into a motorcycle accident because of, I can't remember all the details. You yeah. can't give Bobby Petrino another job. He he hasn't he hasn't earned that yet. I mean, you have to. I mean, he literally was screwing a student. That's that's yeah, that's, that's not, bad. But I mean, if you fire a coach, if you're Texas A&M, you fire Jimbo midseason. I say it goes to crap, and they fire Jimbo midseason. I mean, who else are they going to put in that interim coaching? Well, they, they, uh, they'll, they'll they'll do something, but I mean, he may get the interim tag, but he's not going to be given the keys to the program. That's not going to happen. But if you know he did all that and it was still, why would you even hire him as an OC in the SEC? Because being the OC doesn't mean you have the keys to the you know four hundred million dollar football. Um, and what made it bad was when he got in that motorcycle wreck. Instead of calling the proper authorities. He called his buddy that was the team's like the highway patrolman they got to be the team security. That's who he called to report the accident to. He didn't yeah, call the I, local I and the, the, they're giving me the grief over there in the chat room, like she was graduated and whatever. From what I remember, she was I, I gotta look up the story. It just the way that that worked out, it wasn't it well see, it don't matter if if it's a if he's on staff at a school and she's a student, or she yeah. was a student, no matter if she's of age or not, it's still an inappropriate relationship because you cannot have a relationship with a student. I know a lot of high school, I know a few high school coaches have gotten in trouble messing with high school girls. Even though they are 18, if they're technically legally a student, it's still illegal, no matter what their age is. Well, either way, I don't think he's going to be the guy. All right. Well, I hope that you stay, uh, that you travel safe tonight, sir. And uh, yes, sir. Be nice, ED. Uh, yeah. Have a good night, sir. Thank you. All right. There you go. Brock Lee says that Brent Pry is killing it at Virginia Tech. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think yeah, I think they may have hit a low a low point for the program yesterday. They they go on the road, go on the road to Marshall, which is not even a Power Five team. And uh, drop that game by two touchdowns. Just awful. Just awful. They're not, uh, yeah, they're not. They're not very good. All right. Well, jackpot. Do you have anything else for the program this evening? We've got a good show. Uh, we have Philip Mixon says A and M forty five, South Carolina thirteen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you so you'll take. You're saying A and M plus thirty uh, minus thirty two. 
Okay. okay. Yeah. Not either, but sure. Yeah, I think that's a good way to end it. All right, Jackpot. We'll have a uh, new picks up on Wednesday, and uh, we'll see you guys later on. Thanks, guys. <laughs>